0: Hey Beauty Mavens, welcome to the Beauty Mavens podcast. Thanks for tuning in to today's episode. We are so excited you're here. We are interviewing a super fun industry friend you guys are gonna love. But before we get started, we wanted to make sure you know that tickets are now available for the upcoming Beauty Mavens Summit. It's coming up July 19th and 20th, and we promise you do not wanna miss this. Tickets are almost sold out, and they're available to purchase until Saturday, July 13th. Or until they sell out. In this course, you'll bring in your profit and loss statements. And we are going to figure out your numbers, including your bottom line, your cost per hour, how and when to raise your prices, and so much more. Find out more information and purchase tickets at beautymavenscollective.com under the Summit tab. And lastly, don't forget to make sure you are part of our community of listeners on our Beauty Mavens Facebook group, www.facebook.com slash podcast. And now let's get into today's episode.
1: Welcome to the Beauty Mavens Podcast. Kristen and Madison are creating a space where the beauty obsessed can feel empowered to dream big and achieve their goals. It's awesome. Interviewing other mavens in the beauty industry to discover their secrets to success and how they got to be the expert that they are. Brought to you by a sister duo of estheticians and entrepreneurs. Here's your hosts, Kristen Diolaveda and Madison Annis. Today's guest arrival to the beauty industry wasn't planned or expected. Originally in the sports public relations world, a career and life-changing organiz- organizational strike led her away from athletics into the beauty industry. She holds a bachelor's degree in public relations and sociology. She is a certified makeup artist and is certified in over 30 beauty, hair, skin, and cosmetic brands. Her first stop was as a salon director for a salon in downtown Salt Lake City. For five years, she had worked hand-in-hand with the owners to build, rebuild, and strengthen the salon staff. Branding, protocols, and all around elevate the salon to an even higher level. As a salon director, for three out of the five years she was there, she led her team to becoming the best salon in Utah. Following her position at the salon, she partnered with a global cosmetics company and was able to flex more of her artistry muscle as well as strengthen her customer service, sales, and organizational capacities. In 2018, she was given the opportunity to become a regional manager with Salon Services, in which she holds various awards in sales. In this role she leads the hair and skin consultant teams in both Idaho and Utah in overseeing supporting and education on all of the salons, spas, and service providers in those two states. Please welcome to the podcast, Jeannie Revuelta.
2: Hi ladies. (laughs) You said it beautifully. Thank you.
1: Yes. That's such a pretty name. I know. It's beautiful. But intimidating to say on air.
0: Okay, so we'll start with our high lows before we get into your story because I'm oh. really excited to see what you have to say today. Well, thank you. Sounds like you have a lot of experience in the industry, and it seems like it, it'll be a different corner of the industry than what we're used Like, we're used to interviewing a lot of estheticians yeah. and salon owners. So I'm excited because I feel like you'll have a fresh perspective on things and Do good you... sales
1: experience. I know. I'm to right. <laughs> Do you want to start with your high lows? Uh, sure. Okay, so my high was I was a part of the Goldman Sachs 10,000 small business program. And basically, it's like a 16-week business program that I was accepted to. Do you know about it? Yes. Yeah, it's so awesome. Cool. If you, those who are listening, don't know about it, you should look it up and see if there's one in your state and apply to it. It was a great program, but I finally graduated, so that was my high. Yeah. So it was really fun, and now i've got all this business knowledge we have to put to work and let's see for my low <laughs> um i know my i'm having a really hard time picking a baby name this was like our conversation for like the last two days straight with me and my husband and we are not seeing eye to eye on any names <laughs> and all the names he likes are just not cute at all so it's very difficult that's my low. Are, at least
0: you guys are talking about it because I just kind of like
1: <laughs> avoided the subject avoided it. I'm like
0: I don't know I have no idea that's so funny okay my high is um what was it gonna be oh my high is that we went to the Allison brand school workshop um oh, when was that last this weekend yeah Friday this last weekend and it was so fun we learned so much about She dives really, really deep into your why and, like, your
1: basic human needs and what drives you. And so it was really good to just... It's kind of like your why as a human and then leading that into your why as a business. business. Like having a career.
0: It is really cool. Yeah, it's really deep. But um, this is our second time going, and so... I felt very overwhelmed the first time and then this time I felt like I could like soak it in a little bit more and it was just fun to meet people and just to be surrounded by so many entrepreneurial spirits and so that was fun. And then my low is that we had to get my dog neutered (laughs) this week and I know it's, he's actually fine. He's like more than fine but we're supposed to keep him like not running or jumping and he's a golden, like a bigger golden doodle. So, that's all he wants to do. So, it's sad, like, <laughs> trying to Aww. keep him contained because all he wants to do is run around. But, um, he's doing good. So, but that would be my low.
2: Poor puppy. <laughs> I know. That's sad. Our pets are our little family extensions. <laughs> yes. Okay. My high, my low. My high. So, this, um, on Father's Day was actually my husband's birthday. That's and <laughs> he had to be out of town that day. So, we didn't get to do anything for either one of these big days. So, I decided Friday night that we would do a little staycation. We were literally a mile away from where we live cuz oh, I can't be away from my child without panicking and since I travel so much for work, well, if I don't have to be away other times, obviously I don't want to be. So, anyways, we went to a we went to do top golf. We're both horrible, but <laughs> whatever. We'll it's get so there fun. one day. Yeah, we embarrassed ourselves for sure, but it was it was super fun. We did um, We did dinner, we went back and just hung out, hot tub, did that whole thing. And That sounds so fun. Woke up in the morning and wanted to go straight back to our baby, but still, it was really good to just have a moment. We both have crazy schedules and yeah. forcing ourselves to have that moment. Um, it was really nice. And like sleeping without thinking I have to wake up when the baby wakes up, I still kind of did, but you know, <laughs> yeah. I laid there instead of jumping up. So that was cool. My low, sheesh. Um, I don't know that this is like catastrophic, but currently my garbage disposal isn't working. Oh, no, that. And like water <laughs> is doing weird things, and it just happened yesterday. So, all home issues yeah, are yeah, like lows. <laughs> it's just weird because it's just gross, you know. Yeah. So that's my low. Just, you that's my current. It no, who does? So that's my current. My low. Yeah. I'm sure that sounds like first world problems, but. No, it's currently what I'm I'm dealing with. with. It's currently what I'm dealing with. Yeah,
0: no, we totally get you. Okay, so we kind of, she kind of told a little bit of your story in the introduction, but I want to hear like more of your story and more of your experiences in transitioning from the sports industry, was it the sports industry? Yeah. Yeah, to the beauty industry and how that transition was and how it's been. Okay.
2: Okay. So, like you mentioned, I came to our industry very much by the stars aligning in a way I didn't think they ever would. Um, I was going to be doing an internship with pretty much a guaranteed job after with the NFL, and they went on strike. So, life just completely, those, all my eggs were in one basket, like all of them, and maybe somebody else's eggs. I was so just focused on that happening. Um, I did PR in school. I had done my internship with the NBA D League, which was like their minor league kind of thing. Mm-hmm. So I just thought, I'm going to do sports. This is what I, I love. I've been training for. I'm going to do this. And when that happened, it just threw me for a loop. Um, it was super clear to me that I should have had a plan B, but I just didn't believe in that. I was like one of those, no, it's plan A and That's it. Yeah. So... I had a friend who was a hairstylist at a salon downtown. I lived in Utah County at this time. Um, I went to school at BYU, so I was down there. And she said, I really think you need to meet this salon owner. She's looking for somebody to come in and kind of reconfigure how the front desk looks, all these things. I'm like, I don't know why you think I'm the one that (laughs) should do this. Like, I deal with sports and primarily men all day. Like, This is what I do. It's really different than this and she's like I just think you should meet her you're kind of a bulldog she's kind of a bulldog it'll either be great or you guys will detest each other one of one of the two was gonna happen so I thought like at this point I probably shouldn't say no to anything so I went in I interviewed with her um total boss lady like just what you imagine a boss lady should be in all the sense of it was very like devil wears prada she was just all decked out and you know, she would sit up really straight in her seat and kind of lean over. And I'm over here like, okay, I can either do the same and reciprocate or I can kind of cower. I'm like, no, I, I gotta be a boss lady too. Dang it. Yeah. So we just kind of did this thing where we both were like, well, yeah, I can do this. And yeah. Anyways, um, that day she offered me the position and she's like, I think you're exactly what we need. We need somebody who's not necessarily from our industry to come in and Be able to look at things with fresh eyes and say, this needs to be reworked. This needs to be moved around. We need to come up with some procedures. Um, It was a super successful salon up to that point. But everything was just kind of happening because people made it happen. We didn't have any sort of policies, handbooks. I mean, those things weren't there. Um, And she was extremely and is extremely savvy. I mean, she's a businesswoman to a T. She actually did the Goldman Sachs program. That's how I know about it, yeah. Was, um, it's salon Oak, oh, yeah, it's
0: it's O, so
2: it's like downtown, downtown. Okay. So she's super intelligent. This woman knows not only the industry but business, and a lot of times that's the piece that they don't give us when we're coming up in our trainings. Now it's becoming more prevalent, but before it was learn your artistry and figure out the good business. <laughs> yeah, good luck, you know, figure that piece out when you get out into the world. Now schools and and apprenticeships and all these programs are becoming a little more savvy with that like hey we can't just throw them out there like that it's really hard to gain that experience and nowadays we have more things you guys have your summit we have those types of tools and workshops and um we're collectively learning but that wasn't the game even five ten years ago right you just figured it out on your own and you know fingers crossed or you knew somebody who knew business so um she had all of that it was now just putting it into play and how can we keep repeating it? If we bring in a new hire, do we know how to get them to the point where they'll be just as good as the other person who was here for three years? How, how do we keep that going? Um, so anyways, yeah, I was with her for five years and I, I grew pretty quickly to where, what am I going to do other than do we partner or what? Like I'm, so
1: were you like managing her salon? Yeah. Is that your role? So I was a
2: salon director. Yeah. Okay. So I started coming in mainly working with the front desk, getting those things going it just, I think we clicked so well business-wise and not that we never had our disagreement. We right. for sure did. <laughs> People would feel like awkward. They're like, should we leave? Like this is getting, <laughs> I'm like, yeah, you probably should. Um, but we respected each other's business enough and we, we knew that if there was passion coming out, it was for a reason. It wasn't just let's, you know, bring out the claws. Right. Um, she knew that I was heavily invested in her business. I come from a family of small business, so I care very yeah. much about the employee I am because I know what a good employee is and what a bad employee is and what they can do to your business. It, it can be detrimental or it can be oh, totally. everything. Yeah. It can be everything. And so whenever we did have those moments, we could, we could work them out. But I was with her for five years and finally said, I need, I need to make some moves because I just can't do anything else here. Um, and it was really hard for both of us to do it, but you know, we detached we we somehow separated and from there i worked with mac cosmetics so it was really interesting to see small business to global corporate we're in almost every country in the world kind of thing um i was able to do quite a bit more with the retail side of things with the customer service we had that piece and retail was a huge part of what we did at the salon um because that's how you get all the nice amenities, and that's how you get those things. It's not from booth rent. It's not. It's not a commission salon. So that wasn't, you know, feeding yeah. the salon. It's from that piece of retailing and and the importance that that holds. But I was able to dive even deeper into what that means. I also worked with the charity that Mac has, so I got some of that nonprofit side of what that looks like when you are partnering something bigger that has all these smaller departments. I was those departments at the salon. I was every little yeah. department. Now I was able to see how this person did it and that person and really gained that, um, that experience. So yeah, from there, I'm, I'm now at salon services and I'm the regional manager for Utah and Idaho at Solano. I was a client of theirs. Um, they were one of the distributors that we worked with. And so we already knew each other and it, When the opportunity was presented to me, it freaked me out totally because it's not a small job to manage two whole states, and we have a lot of brands and all those good things. Like I said, I take a lot of responsibility, so at first I'm like, I don't even know why they are having this conversation with me. But we had a good rapport, and I think from there they saw that what I did at the salon and what I had potential to do. So that's who I've been with, and since last july so almost coming up on a year so fun congrats on a year thank you that's exciting
1: can you explain um what salon services is exactly and where is it is it all over the
2: united states or yeah so we are a distributor we're we're considered a boutique distributor because of the brands that we partner with it's really important to us that we partner with brands who protect and take care of our salons in fact we in kind of like our manifesto our, our motto we say that we're the protectors of the professional beauty industry. If it's not good for our salons or our stylists, we won't do it to the point that we've had things on our plate that could be really great for us business wise, but they would not be protecting the people that we say we do business with. And we yeah. want to really keep, I mean, right now things are getting really muddy with where people are purchasing from. And I mean, you can have somebody do your consultation for your color and then they'll ship you the color. It's just not yeah the thing we want to be a part of. we want to be a part of companies that really do kind of they grow and we grow with them. Um, some of our brands that are are more known, like the Kevin Murphy, um these are brands that we were, if not the first in the u s one of the first to kind of hold on to and just start growing and growing. Mm-hmm. Um, we believe in doing this thing where we you know we're salon services over here and our brands over here, and we're like rising together. We do have some brands that are bigger that we partner with for, strate- you know, reasons that we say, okay, they're still supporting our salons. But we mainly want to partner with those people who really take the time to say, there's something in this industry that we want to protect as well. And we want to partner with you to do that. So we are essentially, I get this question a lot when we go to schools. They're like, so we're like, who are you? Are mm-hmm. you the brand? I'm like, no, we're we're the distributor is that middle person. We partner with them and then we bring it to our salons. So, yeah. like my sales team, my consultant team, they're the ones that are really in and out of the salons working with the owners, the stylists, whoever it is. I mean, the estheticians, the students. We're across the board. We're hair, skin, make everything in between just beauty, everything. Um, so, we are those people. We're the ones that partner with the brands in order to bring the product, the education, the Services, all those good things to our salons, our spas, our schools. Yeah. So that is who we are in a really big nutshell. And mm-hmm. where is it? Where are you located? We are, so I cover Utah, Idaho. Right. We're originally from Washington. That's where our home base is at. So Washington, Oregon, Arizona, Utah, Idaho, Montana. And a lot of the West. Yes. Coast. Yep. Yep. We started in the Pacific Northwest and then some, you know, Some growth is to come. So some beautiful things are happening. Yes.
0: Yeah. I love salon services. Well, thank you.
2: That's exciting. And it's
0: like I was telling Kristen because she hasn't been in. Mm -hmm. I was saying it's like I feel like the aesthetic and the experience is a lot more upscale. I don't know. It's like it's more of an experience than some of the other places where you can go by. Yeah. Different professional. Products. We
2: try. It's yeah. good to hear that because that's definitely what we we try to do. We have our stores or our showrooms. Mm-hmm. That's what we call them because we want them to be, like you said, more of an experience. We hold little classes in there. We want people to come in and see everything we have. But then most of our salons will still do their ordering through. I mean, we have our website. You can order that way. You can do it through a consultant. We're trying to really keep up with how technology is moving our industry. Yeah. Um, Versus, you know, there's kind of the old school way of somebody just stopping in and saying, "Hey, you know, I got mm-hmm. some for you today." We want it to be that, and then and then more. Yeah. And we want to make sure that we're picking up our industry and moving it with us, just because technology is, it's everything. It's taking a hold of everything. So we want people to have options.
1: Um, yeah. But so yes, yeah. what kind of classes are you guys teaching in there?
2: Oh, we do everything. So not everything is in our store. We usually do things in host salons. that way we can get into our salons and we usually need a little more space than what we have in our showrooms but we do everything from cutting color um we have esthetician based classes so more of our skincare lines we have um some really exciting extension lines coming up that are about to launch for the rest of our company we have it in one of our states right now so just literally everything it's what usually when people come to us and they look at the brands we have, they want something a little different than maybe just what's everywhere. They like that aspect of I can earn classes, I can earn rewards and get my back bar, you know, handled for me. They want those things that it's kind of this partnership where you come to the table and partner with this brand and the brand comes to you and, and partners with your salon. So, I mean, and anything you can think of, we teach, have taught, or will teach at some point.
0: Yeah, that's awesome. So I'm curious with your background of all of your jobs, and you said your family had small businesses. Yeah. Yep. yep. Um, what is some, um, I'm sure, like customer service is a huge thing for you. Huge. So
2: yeah. what are
0: some ways that an esthetician or a cosmetologist or anyone listening could elevate their customer service
2: to their clients? Like could,
0: how do I, a my word No, right? I, <laughs> you're wording it right. Yeah. Okay, yeah.
2: Um, I think one of the most important things we can do is listen, and we can't listen if we don't ask questions. Um, there are things that our clients are telling us without us even asking the questions. Yes yeah. we, we know, maybe if somebody's unhappy, really watching their body language, watching their face, how they feel after service. Um, and finding a way to ask those questions of what our clients really want. Um, I think having an experience that's, that's something that you are consistent with. If I go to a restaurant and I order something and it's amazing one time and I go back in a month and it's completely different, I'm not going to be happy. That's the same thing with the services that we do. If we greet them one day, we bring them a drink, we take their coat, we do all of this. But the next time we triple book ourselves and it's just too crazy, they're going to miss that thing. They're going to miss that extra hand massage or the nice scalp. They're going to miss those things. And I think because we get very comfortable with our clients, we think, oh, it's okay, you know. But they are coming to us for that experience. And in our, you know, the states that I work with, Utah and Idaho, we're huge in the beauty industry. We have so many people that are doing these different beauty services and, and our service providers. We should all be elevating because where somebody does, somebody won't. And unfortunately sometimes our clients say, I just somebody got too comfortable and they didn't give me what they used to give me. Like the whole when you're dating, you're like, Oh, I'll open the door for you and do all that. Yeah. But then eventually it's like, Girl, get your own door. <laughs> it's like we need to keep doing that for our clients and making sure that our our experience is really um unique. It doesn't have to be, you know, caviar when they it doesn't have to be that. It's just about listening, asking them questions, making sure they're still happy. Um, and when they're not taking the time to find where we may have lost that passion, because in the beginning, we're all super excited, yeah. we're passionate, we're like, Oh, my gosh, I, I want to do all these things. And we go to these summits and these workshops, and we come back with all these exciting things. And then we get tired, because we're human beings, and we're gonna get tired. Mm-hmm. And if we can get around that and we can keep doing these things um I think yeah. it's I think it's huge I think our clients deserve it we deserve the happiness that comes from them being happy and vice versa so I think consistency is huge
0: I love that yes I think that's a really great tip and I like agree and I haven't really thought about that but we do like get very comfortable with our regular clients especially when they've been coming to us for like two or three three years and they become yeah. more of a friend. Like totally. You kind of do start to treat them like a friend, and but they're
1: still paying top-notch yeah. prices.
0: Yeah, and they're probably like some of your most loyal customers, and yeah. some of the ones that like you should be treating. I mean, you should treat them all the same, but they deserve that. Yeah,
2: that extra. I, I agree. Yes. So totally, I love that. Yeah, how, I mean referrals. That's usually who they come through, um, and that extra business is from our biggest fans. So we need to take care of our biggest fans. Doesn't mean people who don't frequent us as much or maybe somebody who we just met like no like you said we should be we should just love what we do to the point that we treat everyone with courtesy with love with passion all of those things that that they deserve but those people who have shown their loyalty and their love for what we do for sure let's Mm -hmm. let's make sure that they always feel that way because that's only going to turn around and do more for our business by becoming a referral. I love when I hear people say, like you said, I love salon services. I'm also okay when someone says, you guys dropped the ball. Cool. I can't wait to fix that for you. Yeah. I can't wait. What's going to be the second thing I said is we're going to make mistakes. When you make a mistake, own it. We don't always have to find a blame or whatever. We're going to drop the ball. Mm-hmm. Pick it back up and make that commitment that you're not going to drop it again. I think that's something that we get emotionally tied to it and it's like oh you just get embarrassed you made a mistake or you you're just bummed with yourself um and that's natural but it's it's so much better when we can say we aim to always do it right but when we don't we still got you we're not gonna like scurry away we're still here yeah we'll take care of it and I think that's huge in business our word is huge
0: oh totally and clients notice that like Customers yes. notice all these little things, and they, yep. I think, would feel... Like, I. where was I at? I just went somewhere, and... Um, oh, it was Costa Vida. And they ordered... I called in, and I ordered it. And so I was going to go pick it up, and I went and picked it up, and they didn't have it ready, which is fine. Like, they said it'd be ready in 10 minutes, and I went, like, 15, 20. Like, it should have been ready, right. but the manager or whoever like came over and was like oh my heck I'm so sorry like let me take care of this for you like ran back and like I don't know the way he handled the situation is he was just like I am so sorry like I missed this ticket I didn't get like I he took responsibility and he was like let me fix it and I I was totally like oh it's fine like it's really fine it will take you three three minutes you know it's not a big deal but I feel like had that not been communicated and had an employee just come up and been like okay, yeah, like, that'll be, like, let me get that ready, you know, and didn't really, like, take responsibility and acknowledge that they had made a mistake. Because it would have been easy for them. Because I didn't say, like, no, I should have been ready. I was just, like, okay, you know. And so, but, like, when he did that, I was, like, wow, he, like, really is going out of his way to, like, fix this, which, I don't know. So, and I really noticed that. And I was, like, okay, yeah, like, I really, I'm going to go back, you know, like, of course, like, that took that experience that could have been something that like veered my decision of going to that store between a different one. Right. And it was okay. just like, I haven't even thought about it since until right now. But like, <laughs> it wasn't, it wasn't like a big deal where I was like, oh, be Vida, I didn't have my order ready. right?
2: Yeah. But so. now you have like a positive thing that came from it. Yeah. Versus maybe, you know, you would, like you said different like I'm gonna go to this other store because last time they did forget to do my order on time yeah we start to like create those things and it starts building um mm-hmm. I think customer service in general has just dropped I oh, have this yeah. conversation on a weekly basis so with somebody do, yeah with somebody
0: like so do we every time we go somewhere because our dad has shocking. he was an entrepreneur too and so he always had businesses and so every time like one of us go somewhere we're like
2: I was at Lowe's today,
0: and this is what happened, yeah. I was here, like, that. like, we're always, like, talking about it, and I'm, like, I can't believe, like, how employees
2: are treating people, because it's, yeah. it's insane. It's just with disregard. Yeah. It's, like, you don't care if I'm here or not. Like, you, I could not spend my money here, and you wouldn't Yeah, think about it, and oh, I, yeah. I think it's this big cycle. How are they being treated, and how, you know, it's, like, yeah. this big thing, but on a weekly basis, I'm questioning why I spend my money at places. Like, yeah. <laughs> did they just do that and... It's... I don't know. You ask to speak to somebody else and then you feel like you're that person, right? Like, mm-hmm. oh no, I'm that person in the memes. But the memes, sometimes <laughs> you even ask somebody and even that person doesn't care. It's like, holy goodness, what is going on? I Like, know. you guys just aren't concerned with me being a client, I guess.
0: Yeah. So on that note, because you are managing all these salon services yeah. and you have experience managing salons, so either way, you want to take this. But, um... Like, how do you train? Like, what's some tips for training and getting employees to, like, love your company or your brand so much that they're giving clients those, like, top-notch experiences?
2: I think the first thing you need to do is be really honest with, like, your hiring process. Um, When I do, our job is, it's complex. Like, what we do is very complex. We need to manage our salons, we need to make sure they all know what's going on and classes and promos and all these and oh, no, you lost two people and they were your top retailers. How do we help you get back to a a better place? I mean, it's it's consistent and constant everything. Like we are in this bubble of kind of craziness and we just try to hone it in as much as possible. So currently, like when I'm doing my interviewing, I'm so transparent. I'm Like there are going to be days that you are like what am I doing? Because you want to do your absolute best. But when you're working with people, people, things happen. Mm -hmm. That's part of it. So um, I'm super honest with my with the good things and with the challenging things, because I don't want anyone to ever come into a position thinking they know. Like at the salon, I would do working um, interviews with our front desk and our team was very different. We weren't hiring for the team very often, but the front desk is kind of one of those rotating positions yeah so with them we'd have them do a phone interview an in-person interview and then a working interview they would just shadow the front desk and I would pick like crazy days on purpose like I need you to see I know you're telling me you love it you're a hard worker you can't wait to be on your feet all day and you love folding towels (laughs) I know you're telling me you you're in for that I need you to see what it really looks like for us and for you i'm not in the business of throwing people's like life plans off i want to fit in but i don't want to force it yeah um so i think being really transparent and really knowing what you are what you offer and what you're going to be asking people to do before you even start hiring because i like that it can be you may not even know things until you're doing an interview i'm like oh i am gonna ask you to do that i didn't think about it, really Mm -hmm. stepping back and saying, what do I need them to do? What's the culture? And then what's the actual job? Mm -hmm. Who are we as a company and who do I need you to be for that one like position for that role? So um I think that's really important just from the get-go. And then when you when you start training them, having procedures and protocols like we discussed earlier, having those things on paper that this is how you bring a new hire in. What are the things they need to be trained on? create a checklist, do something that, that lets you know, they have now been trained on everything that I need them to know. So that if we ever get to a point where things aren't happening, or maybe they don't feel like they, you know, received enough information, or I don't feel like their, their duties or their things are being um, done, we can come back and say, okay, we went over this at this point, but let's find out what else I can go over with you to get you that training. Or unfortunately, sometimes it's just a lack of, somebody doing their job and you know you need to have some sort of like process and protocol of what that looks like um I
1: think that training checklist is a really good idea
2: yeah. I didn't think about it
1: for the salon world but when I was managing my dad's stores we had little pamphlets and it was like how to stretch the crust it was a pizza store so it's like how to stretch the crust and once you would teach them it they would initial it and the manager would initial it so you do that. They were very. They knew exactly how to they do it. it, yeah. And then I trained them exactly how to do it. And then it was how many pepperonis go on a pizza? Okay, they know that. They'll write it down, and then I'll sign it. So, but I think that's a really good thing to bring over into the beauty industry, just to make sure that everybody's yeah. knowing all of your procedures, yeah. and policies, and all that,
2: and your expectations. And then another thing I was
1: going to say when you're talk about talking about hiring, um, that's actually something that we worked on in the Goldman Sachs program that I was doing, but coming up with a very clear job description totally. that has weeded out so many interviews that I don't have to do once I send them the job description totally. I don't even have to respond to their emails anymore because they know they don't fit
2: that Yep. so coming up with those things really mm-hmm. helps yeah we um I attended the salon today they partner with modern salon and a couple other um salon companies and they put on a data-driven conference so it's just your, your numbers what are the numbers telling us basically it was in atlanta it was about a month or so ago and one of the biggest topics in the breakouts and across the board was our people our clients and our team these are things that our salon owners are constantly saying i don't know how to bring the right people how to keep the right people then that attracts the right clientele i mean it's a constant pain point um and they just kept coming back to Choosing people that are very aware of what your culture is and who fit that. And like I said earlier, not forcing it. There are certain things that are really hard to teach. Right. And there's so many people in the world. Somebody's going to fit us. Like, yeah, that we're going to click, you know, we'll fit them. They'll fit us. But sometimes it takes a little bit longer. And like you said, shoot them over some like, this is exactly what I need you to do before we even have a phone interview. Can you do this? Yeah. <laughs> oh, okay, you're not into it? Cool. I wish you the best. Like, go get them, tiger. But then you don't avoid this thing where they do a week of training and like, I just thought it was going to be different. Like, yeah. Yeah. oh, shoot.
0: Yeah. Are you... I kind of did too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you're investing all your this time and yeah. so many resources and training someone and then yes. just for them to turn over. Totally. Even a couple of months later, like that is so...
2: Not fun, it's not fun. I think it's frustrating it's for waste. everyone, yeah.
0: Yeah, it's almost like a waste of time
2: <laughs> for everyone. So, totally, yeah. Um, wait, what was that conference called? Um, it's the Data Driven So go. <laughs> Salon. I'll give you the exact name, it's like Salon Data Driven Salon Summit. That's what it's called. It was in Atlanta this year. Um, they haven't announced where there it's going to be go. 2020. It was cool, uh, it was cool. You were just in there with other um salon spa i mean all that owners yeah. there were some stylists there as well but there were some amazing speakers some of the coolest part that we had some of our salons um we invited them to come with us me and one of the other managers went and one of the coolest things we noticed were just the collaborative conversations at the table during lunch during dinner them saying what are your best practices what app do you use what software i mean these conversations how have you figured out how to keep people what's your hiring process i mean every conversation you could have they were having them there so we had amazing speakers and all of these great breakouts where you did i mean you broke down client retention how to up the service ticket retailing everything that has to do with numbers but then you also have these sessions where humans just get to speak to other humans yeah I mean, and figure out awesome. what's working best For someone else. and you get to yeah. travel somewhere and do it so you're speaking to people from across the country, really. It's. It was. It was really cool. It was fun to attend. Oh, it was <laughs> my earring. My earring just fell off, guys. And that's I'm what just happened. To,
0: like, pull your ear. I know.
2: I'm really dramatic with that. <laughs>
1: Sheesh. No, that's. We're gonna have to look into that. That sounds really fun.
0: I'm getting on the email list right now. Oh. <laughs> <laughs>
1: um. Okay. So you you hold various sales awards from everything that you've been doing. So could you give us like your top three sales
2: tips? <gasps> Top three sales tips. Um, the first one is consistency. At least for what we do, um, when we're going into our salons, imagine if I come in today and I try to sell you the world. You're probably either you're either gonna love me and say, "Okay, you've done it," or you're (laughs) gonna say, "Who are you? I don't have a relationship with you." Yeah. So I think consistency is huge. Um, let's take it to somebody who's in, you know, a salon, or or you're here like in more of a lash world, whatever it may be, if you are not consulting and using it in your consultation and part of your conversation, it's great to know what they did on the weekend. It's awesome to know that their, you know, puppy can do tricks now. That stuff matters. That's how we connect as human beings. But if we're not also saying, this is what I use today, or you really need this take-home mascara for your lashes because it's going to do this, this, and this, it's going to protect your investment. You're not having those conversations every time. It's going to be really hard to sneak it in when you need to start doing it. Yeah. It has to be a part of what we're doing.
0: Yeah. Well, and like there's been so many times where I'll tell a client, okay, yeah, because we always do that. This is a mascara. I'm going to put this on you right now. And this is why I recommend it. This, this, this is this. And there's been so many times where they haven't bought it the first, second or yeah. even third visit. But then on the fourth one, they're like, okay, you always put this on me. Like, tell me more about, you know, and. It's like, they, they might not be interested then, but if you keep telling them, then it's going to build that interest and mm. eventually, hopefully, they buy it. But like, in my experience, I feel like most people are walking out with something because yeah. at every service, we're talking about it. Or they'll even hear someone in a different bed, like talking to their yep. client about skincare and they're like, wait, what was that serum she was talking about? Like, yeah, tell me about it. I do hear about that. Yeah. Like,
2: we never talk about that. Um, yeah. I think that's one of the... The biggest things we have, um, I've sat through so many like retailing and sales trainings and classes, and in one of them, they talk about why we don't do it. And it's usually fear. We don't want to be rejected. We don't want somebody to say no to us, especially when they love us for the service that we do, but we feel kind of weird saying, but you also should do. We don't want to sound salesy.
1: No. I feel like that's
2: everyone's fear. No, but are we not that? Do we not market ourselves every single day? For being experts in our fields, yes right. And your experts need tools there
0: because they trust you right. as the expert,
2: right? Like experts need tools. Without that, you're doing, I think, a disservice to the people who are in your chair on your bed. Whatever you use, um, I think that those people are going to buy that stuff somewhere.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: It's 100%. not that they're not going to. So why not have them support you as a small business? I'm huge on small local business. The amount we don't we don't get the money to upkeep our communities from these huge online companies. We don't. Yeah. But we do from the money that comes into our small businesses and a lot of times it's we're just not even having the conversation. We're not telling people by supporting us in this way, it does this. Again, we feel kind of awkward, but these people already love you. It's like the right and the perfect audience to then say in by supporting us through this and this, and to boot, we have the best products. Mm-hmm. You know, there's a reason why we choose what we have in our space.
1: And I'm using them every day.
2: I use right. I use them on you. You love the results that you get when you're here with me. This is how you continue that. It ups your retention. It is proven to up your retention because if they're solely coming to us for a service, but somebody else, you know, eyes wander. It's it is especially oh, yeah. with social media. I mean. You see people just kind of moving all around. It's not to say you're not amazing at what you do, but we just naturally do that. But the more they're doing with you, so if they're buying their retail beauty needs and they're also doing the service and maybe, you know, their cousin, their sister comes to you, it just Mm -hmm. it starts to really grow that relationship and that bond. Mm -hmm. So I think it needs to be a part of every single consultation, because if you do it enough, it becomes more natural and you don't feel salesy. You feel professional. Mm-hmm. you are now doing your full job and your potential that you have.
0: And your client, I think, feels that same way. They're not like, totally. oh, she's just trying to sell me this product to totally. make more money. No, they're like, oh, she cares about my hair or she cares about my lashes, yeah. and she's going to give me the best advice. Plus, like, everyone wants, especially clients that are already in your chair, like, they want the best skin. they want the be- They want exactly. what's best. They just don't know what exactly. they don't know. Like, they're not educated on it. So they think Sephora might have the best because that's what they've been Sephora. told. Yeah. yeah. And if you tell them, like, these are the best and this is why. And like you said, I'm this is protecting your investment. I love when we say that to clients a lot, too. Like we just want to protect your investment and help, like, the longevity between appointments. And, right. you know, instead of just getting these experiences, like, you know, every six weeks, you can have them the salon
2: experience every day like clients love that and they're like okay yeah totally. like sign me up totally it's it's a part of what we do if we're not doing it I don't think it's just a disservice to them I think it's to us as well as mm-hmm. professionals because like I said earlier our when you have a space as a business owner you guys you guys know what you're you know feels look like and all those fun things you know where things come from and what it takes to maintain and create the experience who pays for online booking who pays for the drinks who pays for all these additional things that our clients love and that's why I think it's really important not only for owners but for the entire team to get it like this isn't just because we're trying to go to the Bahamas like this is we put it back into our business Mm -hmm. where did the remodel come from yeah. All those hairsprays. Where did you know, where do those things come from? Um, it's not you know, and I've had very transparent conversations with my you know, my team in the past when I was in the salon like, Okay, you guys think booth rent covers all these things. Let's do it. I'll show you exactly what it covers because I covers want you guys nothing. to get it. Yeah. yeah. Like it's paying for our water, which we need. A lot yeah. of, you know, but
0: it There's so much more than water. You can
2: sell and it, it costs you nothing to sell. Yeah. It costs you nothing. Salon owners um, who invest in that part of it, who say, I have all these things for you to so sell, go, they're taking on that. All you have to do is learn how to do it well and commit to doing it. And usually you can get good at doing it by just starting. Mm-hmm. Just saying, I'm going to start consulting and being the true professional that I am by incorporating everything. When you go to a doctor, they then tell you what you should do to get better. When you go, To all of these things, you go to a mechanic, they don't not tell you what to do to fix your car. They don't just say, "Eh, it's broken and you know, no. They say you need to do this, this, and this. I think kind of going back to your original question, I think being consistent and having integrity so that your clients never doubt why you're having that conversation with them. Having integrity with your selling, if you're truly doing it, I look at it as prescribing when we're in the space that we're in. Like I'm seeing a need, you're telling me you're super upset with this one thing, whether it be your lashes, your hair, your skin, your nails. And I'm not going to tell you how to fix it because I feel uneasy.
1: Mm -hmm. No, it's like selfish on our part. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Like I have something for you. And I actually went to school to learn these things versus the internet or, (laughs) you know, there's a lot of beauty stores, like no shade, do your thing. I'm sure we all go to these bigger, you know, beauty chains, but they have not invested the time and the blood, sweat, and tears that we have in this industry into what we do, and I think we kind of have to reclaim that spot as far as being like the experts and the gross.
1: Yeah, you are the professional, so yeah. remember
2: that and take advantage of it. Yes, yeah. take what advantage. you know. You're Absolutely, to appreciate it totally.
0: And if I like, if I was going to my hairdresser and she's recommending me these products and then my hair is like amazing all the time at home. Like of course I'm gonna keep going to
1: her. Right. She's
0: the one that told me to buy that. I'm like what more can I buy? Because I get a great experience with you. Like my hair's never been better. So it just builds it totally
2: totally builds client loyalty. Absolutely. It sells. Literally like proven. I can't give you all the numbers right now and I won't like BS you, but it's there. Like it is tied to the retention and to loyalty because you gave them a experience and it's been such a big thing with us at salon services talking about the full experience like when they come in and get their hair what else are you doing you mm-hmm. they're looking at you and saying what do you use for your skin what's that lipstick who does your nails well
1: I was gonna ask you what's on your eyebrows full.
2: oh <laughs> the craziest little pencil that it's is, so pretty it's like legit a pencil I need a microbladum this no, is my it fake looks micro-slide. like their It's yeah. my fake microblades. <laughs> Send me that pencil. Thank Send you. Thank you. So pretty. Um, I need to get it done. I'm just afraid. <sighs> I'm afraid my face is going to change weird and then they're going to be like lopsided. <laughs> but um, they ask us those things. So we should know. Even if they come to you for their lash list, they're still going to look at you and say, look at that highlighter. Where is that from? Yeah. I think... We need to start thinking a little bit bigger and thinking, what of these things, um, when I was with Mac, they would always shop our face. That was the term. They're shopping our face. They would.
1: Yeah. They'd say,
2: what's that? Where can I get it? Mm -hmm.
1: So then it's important that you're using, Mm -hmm. you know, the products you're selling and your services that you're offering. Yes.
2: Yeah. You should be a bill for, as well as the people in your space. Maybe lash extensions are for you. But they are for everyone else, and guess who did them? I mean, wherever yeah. you're at, and I, it depends on how you guys are set up, who you have in your space doing different services. But mm-hmm. you should absolutely be, I mean, cross promoting, yeah. yeah, totally, yeah. totally.
0: We do that, and it does help. So they're like, oh, wait, where do you get your lashes done? I'm like, right here,
2: <laughs> <laughs> right, got her.
0: But and I, like, when you go to any retail store, like I've worked in retail, and you have to wear their clothes when you're going to work, totally. Like, you can't, or at least the style of their. Well, no, well, I think pretty much you, think have you have to wear, wear their clothes. clothes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So it's the same thing with using your products, and then like I feel like that makes it fun too because you can be like, "What products do I love?" That I and like you can bring on products that you're actually using and that you actually love. Yep. And then it just makes the whole experience more authentic.
2: Yep. And that's huge. Just be, be real. Know what's happening in the industry. Know what's you know, a passing fad and Hey, we still have to, you know, dip our toes in that too, but know Mm -hmm. what has like meat, like what is of substance that we can really say, okay, I can piggyback on this because I believe in it. Um, I mentioned the wandering guys. I think we do that a lot because we just see new, 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 new. And there's always a new fad. We should, we should know new because we should know our industry, but we should also know classic, good quality those pieces because um, i think that's what the majority of our business is built on mm-hmm. and then you know cherry on top and sprinkles is the new and the exciting and you know the different thing um but yeah
0: you have all these really good analogies. I know. I'm oh, <laughs> just making this so easy I'm kind, of, I'm kind of
2: corny. I say corny things I've noticed as of late. And I like Becoming it. Becoming a mom made me kind of corny. <laughs> I'll accept it. I'm no, okay. Those are really
1: good. This was a really fun episode. And I think you shared a lot of really good Thank you. tips. Thank and you. with your fun. analogies, it's going to resonate with a lot
2: of people. Yes. Thank you. That
1: was super fun. So where can everyone find you?
2: So my, I mainly use my Instagram for work with, a, you know, you'll see a couple pictures of my baby. Hopefully you enjoy them. Um, yes. But I'm a big stories person. I use my stories like crazy. So I am Pro underscore Genie, and that's G-I-N-N-I, and then my last initial R. So Pro underscore Genie R. And I would love for you guys to also check out our um, business pages, oh. just our salon services pages on Instagram and Facebook. It's Salon Services Pro. And our new website just launched a bit ago, salonservicespro.com. You can find out all the upcoming launches, our promotions, which is a great way to kind of test our brands and see what you love. And then our education, um, our brand stories, our blog. I mean, everything is through that website. We have a fantastic marketing director, um, Marcy Brown, shout out. Mm -hmm. And she has just put together a beautiful new website, along with numerous other people involved. we have a great team. We we love what we do, even on the hard days, and that's how you get through the hard days. So yeah, we're all we're all fighting for our industry. We want it to stay as beautiful as it has been.
0: I love it. I love that. Thanks. So if you are in a different state that does not have a salon service storefront, yeah, can they order online for their
2: salon, or do they have to? It has to be through one of our states, just because we're contracted with brands. So uh-huh. um, like I said earlier, that you know some growing is happening. Yeah. Um so look be out. On the well, yeah, just you know, to be announced. Um <laughs> some fun things are happening, but yeah, you do have to be in one of our states in order to order just to keep contracts good and yeah. We like to be respectful of our other distributors in the com- in excuse me, the country.
0: Yeah, totally. Okay. Well that's awesome. So make sure you go and check her out on Instagram and yes. while you're at it, check us out at Beauty Mavens Collective. And we'll see you next week. XL Beauty Mavens.